Hello everyone. May the blessings of the Almighty God be with you and your families now and forevermore. Amen. So we are continuing in the I Am series and today we are looking at the Lord's name and understanding a bit more about his wonderful nature. The passage is from Exodus 34 verses 5 to 6. It says, Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Names are important, and when we introduce ourselves, it can put another person at ease, break the ice, and may reveal something about the person's nature. My name is Chukwuka Obiora Ikechuku Egbenike. Translated from my native tongue, Igbo, it means God is greater, the people's heart, the strength of God. It was as if my parents knew I was going to need every bit of help from God in my life journey. He speaks truthfully about my character now. Why don't you turn to your neighbour and introduce yourself, the meaning of your name and say something about your character. In the Old Testament, a person's name often reflected their character. Abraham means father of a great multitude. Eve means living, which is fitting because she was the mother of all living people. Jesus means saviour. Names were very important at that time. It could point to a person's character, mission in life and more. God reveals his personal name, Yahweh, to Moses, which means, I am. A name that is so sacred that till this day, the Jews will not speak it aloud. Instead, call him Adonai, Hashem, or Elohim. We are blessed that I am has revealed his wonderful name and beautiful nature to us. And he invites us to call him by that holy name. But why would the Lord our God, King of the universe, tell us his name? Because he wants us to be in the most intimate of relationships with him. He loves you. He wants you to know who he is and who to call to when you are in need. Daddy. Father. Abba, Adonai, Yahweh, my Lord and my God. Let us now look at his beautiful nature. We begin with, the Lord is compassionate. What is compassion? It is to feel or show concern for someone who is sick, hurt or poor. It is when your heart breaks when you see another person suffering. Can you remember a time when you have received compassion from someone? 
I remember, as a young child, having a fever, and my mother would never leave my side. Her heart ached so much that she wouldn't eat because I had no appetite. The touch of her hand on my brow as she checked my temperature was a reassuring thing. At that moment, nothing mattered more than seeing her son become well again. That is being compassionate. How about the missionaries who give up everything to dedicate their lives to serving the poor? I am deeply moved when I see people who risk it all to rescue children from awful places. I admire their relentlessness, passion and commitment to save just the one child. That is being compassionate. Our God is much more compassionate, loving and delights in looking after you. Like a shepherd, he is always prepared to leave the 99 sheep for the one who is sick, hurting, lost and longing to be held. Will you ask him today to show you just how high the heavens are above the earth? That is the extent of his love and compassion towards you. The Lord is gracious. Grace is a generous, free and totally undeserved gift from God. It is his willingness to forgive us and bless us despite our many sins. Children, have you ever been told off or put on the notice step for doing something wrong? I remember Tabitha, my youngest daughter, taking herself to the notice step because she thought her behaviour deserved what was coming. You may be surprised to know that I was quite naughty in school. I was rebellious in nature and did not always abide by the law in my youth. A telling off from the housemaster would be followed by Egbenike, you had that coming or you got what you deserved. But the truth is, I deserved much more than what I actually got for all the wrong things that I have done. The lies, betraying the ones I loved, my selfishness, placing my trust in material things and denying the truth about God. I walked in darkness for many years. We have all fallen short of his glorious standards. Then grace fell on us and swept us up like a rushing tide. Jesus looked upon all your faces intently, knowing every wrong thought and action you have done or yet to do, and said to the Father, Forgive them, they know not what they do. It is finished. Compassion took him to the cross. And grace came pouring out of it. The Lord is slow to anger. How quickly do you get angry when someone is annoying you? Children, when your brother or sister winds you up, do you lash out or react right away? 
One of the things that gets me angry, a slow simmer to boiling point, is being asked to do the gardening at the most inconvenient times, usually when the Six Nations are on. It shames me to admit that it can take me days, perhaps weeks to comply, and my response is an anger only after the third time of asking. What about when someone is repeatedly saying unkind words, threatening you, crossing you up in traffic, or steals from you? Could you contain your anger, or would you think it's justified to retaliate? Take a moment to think about the times you got angry quickly, and how your impatience would have made the other person feel. Think about being on the receiving end of someone's anger, a spouse, a colleague, a friend, parents. These are not nice feelings and can leave us with a heavy heart. Praise God that He is so patient with us, no matter how many times we don't do the right thing. He is slow to anger because His compassion and grace knows no limits. Our God is infinitely more patient than our parents, spouse, best friends, counsellors, vicars, youth ministers, children workers, and every human being known for their tolerance put together. together. What an awesome God we have. Our God is abounding in love and faithfulness. Abounding means existing in or providing a great quantity or supply. The love of our God is so big that the universe cannot contain it. If you went to infinity and beyond, you still would not come close to the length and breadth of God's love. God is faithful. Another way of saying this is God is loyal. Remember the best friendship you ever had or have. I remember my best friend in my school days being always there. Although we were separated, we lived quite far from each other, that never affected our friendship and the joy when we all came together. That faithfulness can also be exhibited in the friendship we have with a close pet. Disclaimer, not stating that the relationship with God is to be likened to a pet. I am referring to how loyal and affectionate that pet was or is. Always wanting to be around you, excited when you come into the room and ready to always go for a walk with you. However, all friendships, when tested to the extreme, will have a breaking point. Lies, hurtful words and actions can damage and end relationships. But be rest assured in this truth. As sure as the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, so will God's compassion and faithfulness be renewed each morning. Oh, what joy awaits us that we will spend an eternity with the most compassionate, gracious, loving, patient and faithful friend we shall ever know. Praise God. 
Our God loves justice. Who likes being treated unfairly? Children, when you're at school, we don't like seeing others being bullied or ourselves, do we? Neither does God. Adults, how about when your boss treats you or others unfairly? Don't you want that to stop? So does God. We want a just society that recognizes all people as created in the image of God and therefore should be loved and respected. So does God. Sometimes there are people in our society who do not want everyone to be treated fairly and who want to go on hurting people. Those people cannot live with us in peace and that is why we have police to protect us and put criminals away. Our society relies on judges to keep order. We cannot dispute the need for law and order if we want to have a peaceful society. Judges are humans and therefore flawed. But we still put our trust in the judicial system, hoping that the fairest sentence will always be passed. But our God is not flawed, for the scripture says, God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and then not fulfill? No, our God is perfect and holy. He alone can judge what is right and wrong and he alone has the authority to sit upon the judge's seat. He alone can pronounce what is good and fair for all people so that we will never again be afraid or intimidated by those who would mean us harm. This is the God who is inviting you today to come and renew your commitment to him or make a new one. My friends, let us take this time now to come before our holy God. Wherever you are now, find a space so that you can make a new commitment or recommit yourself to a God who loves you, who is compassionate, who wants good things for you. I'll say these words and please repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Saviour and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins and giving me eternal life. Take control of the throne of my life. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you all.